And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And welcome and good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition here of Show Blitz. Uh, the Show Blitz pregame show here on the Mad Steel podcast as we will be previewing the Pittsburgh Steelers first the New England Patriots today. Uh, for the Steelers' home opener and the newly named uh, stadium, Akershire Stadium will make its inaugural uh, debut this afternoon. Uh, forever Himes at the end of the day, but the Steelers will have a familiar foe uh, today on the field. Uh, be Bill Belichick and company and the New England Patriots. Of course, my is Tom Brady, who has been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the previous two seasons. The Steelers are looking to retake control of this rivalry, so to speak. Uh, the Patriots have uh, pretty much owned the Steelers, uh, pretty much under the Belichick and Brady regime, uh, with a combined uh, total record of four and nine in the regular season, career-wise four and twelve, which also included going zero for three in the playoffs. So we'll be having. Got, got their work cut out for them today. Uh, a lot of people are anticipating this to be a winnable game, but to be honest you, I uh, looked at the odds on Odd Shark, and they're looking to have the Steelers, I mean, not favored by much. The New England Patriots uh, come in today's uh, game uh, for this matchup, believe it or not, as one-point uh, underdogs for this matchup. So not very far off. Uh, be very aware, a little weary. Uh only one point underdog. This is a very doable game right here. And yeah, I think right now, I think, you know, can the Steelers in this game do a better job converting third down conversions? I think that is going to be extremely important in today's game. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at this game going into this uh, right now, as it'll be the Steelers' uh, 22nd season uh, at. Uh, at the same stadium, which was previously known as Heinz Field, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers' uh, record uh, since the opening here, uh, as it's going to be played on Akershire Stadium, they are career sixteen and five on home openers uh, since two thousand one. The very first uh, game, of course, was against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, that was remember it was postponed a few weeks later due to nine eleven, and I apologize for not bringing that up last week. I uh, just want to say, once again, first and foremost, uh, prayers, thoughts, love, and concerns to all the men and women, uh, the firefighters who put their uh, bodies on the line to rescue a lot of people in New York. And now that what's led to us uh, economic-wise, and then all the people who fought for us over uh, in the war. So just want to just pay my salute and respect. I apologize for not bringing it up last week. Holy slow my mind. But uh, anyway, uh, for this game, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be easy if you think about it. I mean, one of the things, too, I mean, that was a little bit lack of frustrating right here, too, 
me uh, going into this game, how Mitch Trubisky, he even knows so too that, you know, like uh, we got to do a better job getting points off turnovers. Now, offensively as a unit, uh, Steelers offense only had 10 points to show for it when they got those points off turnovers and another seven by courtesy of a pick six by Mika Fitzpatrick, which turned into 17 points off of turnovers uh, in that game. I mean, when you're winning a, a game by a plus five turnover ratio right there, which is incredibly good and uh, insanely, they forced all those turnovers on Joel Burrow last week with four picks and then a lost fumble, uh, which was recovered by the Steelers' defense. I mean, you think about that right there. I mean, that's the only heartbreaking thing I will walk away from it. You just cannot lose games like that when you're a man statistically right there from a defensive standpoint. Like I said, the, I think the biggest thing that really did leave the door open was the lack of third-down conversions. You want to do a better job, you know, controlling that uh, – controlling the ball, time of possession, and pretty much uh, sets the tempo, I think, for the game right there. You just cannot squander opportunities like that. And we'll we'll see uh, if they could, like, if they have that polished up a little bit more better. Uh, definitely going to have their work a little bit uh, cut out for them, as you think about, it. I mean, going into this game right now, when you think about it, too. I mean, Najee Harris, who's been dealing with a list Frank injury uh, since uh, training camp, a uh, half foot injury towards the end of the four core. I want to say it was on the Steelers' uh, second to last drive in regulation uh, before it actually eventually got tied up. They were trying to run out the clock and he uh, got hurt. Uh, but he was a full participant in practice. I mean, so he's pretty much uh, good to go. Uh, may see his workload get reduced. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But yeah, that's going to be very vital right now. And uh, we're looking at the weather forecast for today's game. It was going to be 64 degrees uh, Fahrenheit for today's uh, game. Uh, air quality should be fair. Uh, wind northwest, um, one mile, and wind gusts, two miles per hour. Just give you an idea for today's game. So it doesn't look like we're going to be seeing any uh, rain right now uh, for today's game. As we go into this, I'm looking at AccuWeather.com. See what's uh, happening here uh, for today. But, yeah, uh, should be uh, very decent. Uh, weather experience uh, for fans who are live and in person going to watch the Steelers game. So, uh, here we go. Uh, today, once again, we'll be hearing the call of Ian Eagle and Charles Davis on CBS. Uh, we'll be having the call on today's uh, game uh, going into this uh, matchup today. And I definitely loved uh, hearing those two and voices while watching the game. Uh, definitely become my favorite, favorites of mine, uh, more so Ian Eagle. Charles Davis, uh, really well polished. Just got a little annoying with the little toe tap there uh, by the Bengals uh, player last week, but that's another story. But, yeah, uh, I think the biggest story of that week's game was T.J. Watt, who did end up uh, tearing his peck last week. Uh, in the game versus Bengals right there. And we didn't find out until uh, Tuesday that he was only going to be, that he was not going to require to have surgery. He's going to be out for up to uh, six uh, weeks right now uh, with that uh, pec injury. And 
just get used to the fact she's going to be a little bit injury prone. But anyway, if you think about it, I mean, from that point, so if you're talking about six weeks, uh, he should be available just in time be on the road against Philadelphia. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure if I want to rush a guy like TJ Watt. If anything, if you know, if you're talking about six weeks of rest, I mean, that should be available by October 30th, uh, which will be the week eight of the regular season. Well, it'll be on the road in Philadelphia. They'll be on CBS at Lincoln Financial uh, Field. But now that, keep in mind, too, right after that game, they have their bye week. So if I'm the Steelers and T.J. Watt playing how he's recovering, I'd rather have him ready uh, for week 10, which will be their ninth uh, regular game of the season. I mean, uh, going into that uh, matchup. I mean, their 10th game, excuse me. And I, I, I rare at this point, a guy like T.J. Watt, yes, he's just as valuable right now. Complete game changer, wrecker, especially with how he can help force turnovers. But at this point, I mean, like I said, I'm ready for him to be a little bit injury prone uh, throughout his career, where he's going to be uh, missing some time or playing through the pain. I mean, just get used to it. It's it's been a sign like that last year. I know I sound a little harsh uh, saying that, but at, at this moment in time, you gotta be careful with a guy like that. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll uh, rustle back just yet. Just seeing how he's going in the recovery process. So that's what we're looking at. We're either looking uh, on the road versus the Eagles, or the smart thing to do. Me personally. You got the bye week right after that. Have ready for the November 13th game, uh, which would be uh, more likely, in my opinion, going up against the New Orleans Saints, which will be a home game, uh, by the way, as we uh, look at this uh, contest right here. But, yeah, it should definitely be pretty interesting, uh, to say the least, uh, what the Steelers will come up with uh, schematically here on this uh, game as we uh, look at it. Uh, feel free uh, to follow me on social media. You can definitely follow me on Twitter, uh, on the Mount Steel podcast, at Mount Steel CTR, and on Instagram, at Mount Steel Nation, as uh, we are just getting started right here on this uh, game day edition here of the Mount Steel uh, podcast. As uh, we are streaming live on Facebook and on uh, Instagram right now, uh, just getting uh, warmed up right now uh, for this game uh, and the, all the other uh, storylines. But like I said, uh, going back to the points off turnovers right there, they scored 17 points in total. Pick six by Mika Fitzpatrick plus a touchdown and a field goal. And if you notice in last week's game too, I mean, that's where the tempo, the momentum really started to shift. I mean, once they went up like uh, 17 to three, I mean, at that point. Now, remember, in that game, uh, first uh, Bengals in the week one opener in Cincinnati, uh, by the way, I mean, just to recap, I mean, right there, first half alone, Steelers on third downs were 0 for 4 in that half, 
But yet, surprisingly, uh, in the red zone, they were one for two uh, in that half. And at that point, they only had two penalties, too. Second half, sloppy. Uh, they had about an additional six more penalties in the second half uh, for 49 yards. And when you break down the penalty summary uh, in that game, what do we see? Once again, it was six committed by the defense for 39 yards. Uh, the two biggest ones that really stood out in that uh, game was that the two pass interference calls, uh, which told up to uh, 15 yards. And then they had two roughing the passer calls for 13 yards. And of course, one of the biggest ones, too, was illegal uh, hands to the face by uh, T.J. Watt. And shortly after that, after a player to Larry's foot, uh, he was in an incredible game uh, with the peck injury right there. And so he got evaluated immediately. That's going to be the biggest difference right there, uh, I feel. But when you also look at the New England Patriots, uh, too, by the way, they are 30th in the league as far as uh, committing penalties right now. Uh, they, they only got three for the year uh, for 15 yards. Uh, Steelers right now, they are 10th in that uh, category right now. So that's one thing right now. I mean, like I told someone before, Mike Tomlin going up against Bill Belichick, I will compare it to, like, say, Dark Knight going up against Rajah Ghoul of uh, DC, Batman, right there. I mean, just two masterminds right here. I mean, Mike Tomlin still, I mean, and two of the longest tenured uh, coaches, by the way, too, that uh, according to the NFL's uh, Twitter account right there, they have the longest uh, tenure uh, with any current team today right now. And uh, in that, that is uh, Bill Belichick, of course. He is in his 23rd season as a coach of the New England uh, Patriots right now. And then, of course, Mike Tomlin with uh, 16. Uh, followed by Mike Tomlin, you got John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens. He is in his 15th season. And then you got Pete Carroll, uh, who is in his 13th season with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, remember, Andy Reid, you may be thinking, why Andy Reid in that category? Well, remember, he didn't make his coaching debut until 1999, which was with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he was able – to make it for 2012. So he only was there for 14 uh, seasons right there. But, so he didn't make his debut with the Chiefs until the following year, which is 2013. Uh, he is in his uh, 10th season. Man, how time flies right there. But yeah, uh, pretty good stuff right there, to say the least. Also, uh, heard uh, one player, too, uh, Jalen. I mean, going into this uh, game right now, it was also being uh, mentioned by uh, Jalen Warren about how he felt about, or George Pickens, excuse me, about what he had to say in regards to uh, the Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick in today's uh, contest right now, uh, going up against the uh, Patriots. And uh, here's what he had to say uh, regarding the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Take a listen. Uh, really not this week. Really just me watching football over the years. Uh, thing about the Patriots, they always gonna be disciplined. Uh, Bill Belichick, their head coach, and, uh, 
Coach Mark used to actually have him come to the facility and give us his own tips. So, like, they are going to be very disciplined, very trained, not lose leverage, you know what I mean, stuff like that. But uh, one thing you can't coach is making plays, and I feel like that's what we're going to have to do. And once again, there was uh, George uh, Pickens. There was a uh, tweet up by uh, Josh uh, Roundtree, uh, who was hosting report for not only 93.7 The Fan, but KDKA uh, Radio, uh, pre and post game for the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates and uh, the ACC Network. And he was a writer for uh, Trib Live uh, right there, too. So he is a very uh, noteworthy uh, contributor right there. But yeah. Uh, you mentioned it. I mean, just being at uh, this point right there, and he talked about how Bill Belichick used to came, uh, visit him in his uh, camp right there, too, especially when uh, George Pickens uh, was able to play at the University of uh, Georgia, where they won their national uh, championship last year. And uh, very interesting stuff. And no doubt, I think we we can all understand like the discipline uh, part what he was saying right there. And I, I feel for right now, that's what it's going to have to take. They have to find a way to s- slow down the penalties uh, throughout this game. That's going to be a real significant key. Now, as we swing things back over to uh, Najee Harris right now, who's coming off the foot injury, uh, he seems like he's ready to go. Uh, he's, he's He's got the green light go for today's game, but Josh Roundtree, uh, he doesn't expect uh, Najee to get a full workload versus the Patriots. Uh, it feels Jalen Warren gets about 30 to 40 percent of the snaps uh, simply because one, he's probably not 100 percent. Two, remember, they also got the Cleveland Browns uh, Thursday night football game, uh, which will be 8 15 p.m. Uh, Eastern uh, kickoff. Uh, and then also, number three, they like Warren. And by the way, just quickly, by there's before going further, uh, for anyone who wants to watch uh, Thursday night football games, uh, I know it's on Prime Video this year. Uh, just a quick friendly reminder, you don't necessarily have to be a Prime Video subscriber to stream the games. If you're also signed up with NFL Plus, uh, you get to watch all the live uh, primetime games uh, through NFL Plus subscription on your phone or tablet. I don't think you, you can watch on your computer. I tried that on my laptop on uh, Thursday night. I was only able to hear like the radio broadcast version, so I had to watch off my phone. So just a reminder, if you're not a Prime Video subscriber, no worries. You can always sign up for NFL Plus. That is about $9.99 a month right now, or you can pay the yearly uh, subscription, I think, which is around like uh, $78, $79 for uh, sales tax. So you can also do that too. So that is Narash right there. So if you want to watch Thursday night games, you can also do that uh, for the NFL app. Uh, just just a friendly warning right there. I will just say this. Uh, make sure you got a good uh, signal because, honestly, the NFL streaming on their app is a little okay, to be honest with you. It could be a little frustrating when it comes to, like, live games. But on top of that, you do get access to all your live local games that's in your TV market uh, where you live at right there, too. And you get to watch uh, either full game or condensed replays of the games right after the game, uh, usually, okay? So uh, just throw that out there. So remember, you can also subscribe to NFL Plus if you also want to watch Thursday Night Football. If you're not a Prime Video subscriber, just want to throw that out there as an FYI uh, going into that. Yeah, uh, so, and also, speaking of which, too, congratulations to Mike Tomlin, too, with his 155th uh, victory. 
He moves past uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, former coach of the Washington Commanders, uh, Joe Gibbs right there. Uh, now, Joe Gibbs still has him uh, beat as far as career wins with 171, while Mike Tom has 163. So he needs about nine more victories. Nine more victories to pass him in career wins. Just about throw that out there, but he but he moves past him as far as regular season was. So congratulations to Coach Mike Tomlin. Now let's get to the injury report. Uh, Steelers officially uh, placed uh, T.J. Watt on Thursday, September fifteenth, on the reserve and injured list. As reported by uh, ESPN NFL insider Field Gates, Steelers signed uh, David Anina. Uh, uh, to their 53-man roster off the Titans practice squad. As per the injury report, running back Najee Harris was able to uh, participate on Thursday and Friday from the foot injury uh, he suffered week one. Uh, he didn't get into specifics of his injuries, but he said he's good and he expects to play uh, versus the Patriots. Uh, Harris was saying, quote, it's part of the sport, man. I mean, it's a little injury. I got hurt plenty of times, you know. I mean, I had like six weeks to let it calm down, the original injury, and it's good now. There's something wrong with it, man. Good now, not, and it's good now. There's nothing wrong with it, man. Excuse me. As you played with uh, Matt Jose Alvarez, said Jones is a tough player, and he expects to see him Sunday, even though he suffered back spasms last week. He did say he'll be surprised if he's not played this game just because he knows him. He knows that he's a competitor. As per the rest of the Steelers uh, injury report uh, going into this game, everybody was full participant on uh, Friday. Uh, the guys that did show up on the report who were full participants, you had Najee Harris, of course, with foot injury, uh, backup quarterback Levi Wallace with the uh, ankle, uh, who was limited on Wednesday. He participated on Friday. Robert Splane, who had an eye injury, inside linebacker, he practiced all week. Uh, Mason Cole, who had an ankle injury, was only limited on Wednesday, participated on Thursday and Friday. And Cam Hayward, non-injury related, did not practice on Wednesday, but was limited on Thursday, but it was fully on Friday. As for the New England Patriots, uh, they got five guys that are listed as questionable for today's game. Uh, you got safety Adrian uh, Phillips, who has ribs. He was limited all week. Quarterback Sean Wade with an ankle injury, who was also limited. I mean, safety Adrian Phillips, and you got quarterback uh, Sean Wade with an ankle. Both, all three were limited. And then, of course, you got their starting left tackle, Trump Brown. Uh, he didn't appear on the injury report until Thursday, but was limited Thursday and Friday. And then last but not least, uh, inside linebacker Raekwon McMillan, who's dealing with a thumb injury, uh, he didn't appear until Friday and was limited. So there's your injury report. Then you also had Jaywan Bentley, uh, their starting inside linebacker. He's dealing with a toe injury. Uh, he didn't practice on Wednesday, but he was limited on Thursday. But he did practice on Friday. So he seems like he is good to go uh, for today's game. As we look at. Uh, and more in particular with uh, Matt Jones, who suffered the back injury in the week one loss versus Miami uh, Dolphins. Um, and we'll see. I mean, this could be an angry uh, football team. Even though they're banged up, so be very aware. I mean, simply because, as we know, 
is Bill Belichick and company, but still, I mean, week one, I mean, when they lost to the Miami Dolphins, they usually had bad luck games going down there. Anyway, they lost 20 to 7 uh, in that in that game. And where we saw Matt Jones, he got sacked twice, but he only had uh, one pick. He threw for 213 yards, net yard of 193, being taken down for 20 yards. And I mean, you asked what the biggest uh, difference in, in the game was, too. I mean, aside from that, I mean, when looking at that, at that game, uh, losing in Miami, it was the turnover ratio. The Miami Dolphins were plus three right there. Two fumbles lost and their interception, of course, by uh, Matt Jones. So let's go ahead and get into the keys of the game. Let's wrap this thing up real quick. Uh, as Bill Belichick, he's uh, looking to avoid having an 0-2 start. And guess when the last time he started off 0-2? You want to take a guess? Time's up. It was 22 years ago, 2000, his first year with the New England Patriots. Uh, they wanted to go uh, finish fifth in the division, which was dead last in the AFC East. This was uh, still back in the original uh, three-division format before split off into four 20 years ago, beginning of the 2002 season. But they wanted to go to 5-11. and 11. So, Bill Belichick, he hasn't been 0-2 in a long time, uh, trying to get out Golf Snide in today's uh, game with victory. But key number one for today's game, uh, third down conversions. As I mentioned earlier in the show, they went 4-15 uh, last week. Not good enough right there. Uh, they got to manage to do much better in third down conversions. Trubisky did go 3-13 on passing attempts. Collecting on offense, the Steelers did manage to get 10 points off of five turnovers while Mick Fitzpatrick cashed in with a pick six to make an additional seven, which was the opening seven points, by the way. So that's going to be key number one. Key number two for today's game, weighing the line of scrimmage. Looking for today's uh, matchup, you're going to be looking at left outside linebacker uh, Matt Judon versus uh, left tackle Dan Moore will be the one-on-one -on -one match for today's game. Julian is a three-time pro, three pro bowler who led his teams with the Ravens and Patriots for three straight seasons from 2019, uh, being the top dog in sacks right there. Last year, he had career highs with 12 and a half sacks and 25 quarterback hits right there. Steelers did a good job um, keeping Trubisky on his feet. First Bengals only got brought down one time. That is me. Very cru crucial right there. Uh, also on the offense, uh, in regards to winning the line of scrimmage, look for Jalen Warren to help fill in the gaps for Najee Harris. Najee Jarrett, I mean, uh, Warren, who comes undrafted out of Oklahoma State, he had a career-high in scrimmage yards in his final year with Oklahoma State last year. He had 256 attempts for 1,216 yards, 4.8 yards per attempt, along with a high in 25 receptions, with 225 yards in total for scrimmage, 1,441 yards and 11 touchdowns. No receiving touchdowns, which are all on the ground right there. So that's going to be help be complimentary of the second key. And the last key, I'm going to say it once again, like I said, first the Bengals last week, staying disciplined. Defense, of course, as we knew, committed six penalties for 39 yards, which featured two PIs and Roughing the passers, also too, right there. They're tough right now. 
total penalties with eight for 59 yards, while the Patriots are 30th with three for 15 yards. Gotta do a much better job for that. And uh, that's gonna be doing for a wrap. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, predict the Steeler win, but don't be surprised if this is a loss if they start off one and one right now, um, to be honest with you. But I, I tell you what, it would be nice to have a uh, win uh, going into this game right now. I mean, of course, for a lot of reasons right there, just now they have a good start. I mean, also too, as we look around the division too, uh, for today's uh, matchup outside the Steelers, you're going to be having the Browns uh, hosting the New York Jets today, which is also a noon kickoff game. But of course, Baltimore Ravens will be hosting the Miami uh, Dolphins. And then you got Cincinnati Bengals on the road versus Dallas uh, Cowboys right there. So, I mean, basically, if you have both the Ravens and the Browns lose and the Steelers win, Quite possibly could be staying alone in the division, a top first place right now. The Steelers are in first place in the division uh, off of uh, tiebreakers uh, right now, basically. And uh, we'll see how this continues to go. But for right now, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter, at MySoulCGR, and on Instagram, Mass Steel Nation. Did I leave you? Don't be trolling. We're all here. 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 We're all here.